Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Zombie Girls, where we review horror films uh, through a feminist perspective for those parts. <laughs> we give it our best, guys. We really do. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me is the always lovely fancy intelligentsia of the podcast matilda <laughs> whoa hello <laughs> <laughs> i just learned something about myself <laughs> you are a fancy member of the intelligentsia <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do you feel about this title that has been bestowed upon you probably mixed but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that just proves the point so that's upsetting wait what point <laughs> that that I'm a member of the intelligence, you know, that I can't like just feel one way about something. Oh, okay. Well, I, I <laughs> feel like it's complicated. I rescind your title then. And joining us from the Pacific Northwest in the weirdest neighborhood in the entire Keep It World weird capital, it's Ariel. Hello. Hello, lady. How are you today? I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. I am not. (laughs) Would you like to tell the listeners why you're not? Because I went and had two adult beverages last night, and apparently that's above my limit. (laughs) So it is rough over here today in the San Francisco Bay Area. (laughs) To be fair, you had like the equivalent of two adult beverages, but with as much mixing as possible. Yeah, that's true. I did. I did. It was quite a science experiment of alcohol, and yeah, uh, I think the experiment was a failure. Sounds like it. Although it was fun, I did have a really good time. I was like probably not that far into the meal, and I like looked around. and I was like, I'm drunk. <laughs> and guess what? I was. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think I'm just gonna put that out there right now, off the top. Uh, listeners, I'm gonna say readers. What am I? Like a 19th century authoress no <laughs> listeners <laughs> be gentle <laughs> be kind be gentle because i'm in bad shape today all right so enough of my whining what have you ladies been up to anything exciting it's been a month no <laughs> yeah, i think back really. on the last month and honestly nothing really exciting has happened to me okay it's Any- very sad but any weirdos popping up in the neighborhood you know what uh no not really nothing nothing new but we did just get a bunch of new neighbors so Ooh. i will definitely keep you posted there's okay a new, there's a new couple that just moved in across the hall so we shall see anybody rolling in a pt cruiser so far no so maybe i'll be safe and everybody will just be like super boring and normal which would kind of be awesome because i still have upstairs guy who has his little rendezvous all the time so this is like vanilla gentrification of your building yeah <laughs> i don't like this <laughs> me neither i know you're like that'll be great and i was like i was like finishing your sentence and i was like that would be terrible oh great right? great yes ariel's great. like finally i could get some sleep but we're like right. no <laughs> <laughs> I do have a embarrassing reading related story that I want to tell you guys. Okay. It's going to have to wait to the extended episode because it oh. I don't need it on the internet. So like the internet <laughs> <What>? <laughs> just our patrons can hear me embarrass myself. Oh shit. Is it is it specific to in our extended episode we're gonna be talking about the first half of the book Heaven. Is it related specifically to Heaven? Or is this is it just because it's reading that it's related? <laughs> it's 
somewhat related to heaven. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, mate. Is this going to be like when you got lost listening to, <laughs> to my sweet Adrena? <laughs> no, it's a little bit different. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. For a totally different reason. Oh, that is what <laughs> we call a tease in the business because <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what this is. Me either. First of all, did you tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about today? Of course, because I'm very professional. But for your benefit, I'm going to go back and do it thank again. You, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, right? You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to be reviewing a couple of films that Matilda selected. So in Ariel's words, it will be a little bit of an ordeal. <laughs> we will be reviewing the film Fresh by director Mimi Cave and Boxing Helena by director <laughs> Jennifer Chambers Lynch. Uh, Matilda, we're going to ask you why we selected those movies in just <laughs> yes, a <will>. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we're going to do some fun reviews, but, and normally this is Sarah's job, but since she is off gallivanting, uh, what's our spoiler policy here, ladies? We spoil everything. Yes, we the do. Whole damn That's thing. right. We're going to talk about all of it. So be prepared. You can catch Fresh on Hulu. And Boxing Helena is a little bit hard to find. I'm sure you internet sleuths can track it down. If you have trouble, you can buy the DVD for like 10 bucks on eBay. So, you know, you can oh, figure it out. Or uh, 85 on Amazon. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Is Jeff Bezos like funding his whole life on Boxing <laughs> Helena DVDs? Helena. What the fuck? Could what is that markup? I know inflation crazy. is a thing, but this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you search for it on YouTube, you can watch it in 10 minute increments. Oh. So, you know. But not okay, quite so all you. of it. Right. Yeah, you're going to miss a little bit. So, yeah. I don't you're, know. I'm wondering out. what bit it is because God. <laughs> yeah, I think That's it's true. those bits. Oh. oh, what the fuck? Okay, don't do that. Just spend the <laughs> yeah. 10 bucks on it. Agreed, agreed. Okay. All right, awesome. So, Matilda. Explain myself. Yes. <laughs> you have yes. been called before the council of the something. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair <laughs> at this point. Well, this is what I'll say about this selection. So, I watched Fresh, not knowing anything about it, just because it came up in the little... Um, Rototiller is not the correct word on Hulu. What's the word? Like it came oh. up in the little, <laughs> the, the little like the... carousel. Yeah, a little carousel, like the title thing. It was like you would like fresh, and I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I watched it, and so I had read nothing about it. I went in totally cold, and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Really, really mm -hmm. liked it. And I know I kept saying like, you guys, you got to watch this, and you all have a lot of horror homework that you need to do. So um, it was. I was impatient, so I picked it for this. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, you know, I think this is an opportunity for me because I have never seen Boxing Helena. Okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. I had very consciously avoided it, even yeah. as much as I love Sherilyn Fenn. Usually anything with Sherilyn Fenn is a, an easy yes for me, but seeing the poster and knowing a little bit about what it was about, I was like, well, I don't want to do that. Same. Yeah. 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 For years. But I thought, you know, given and this here's we've spoiled everything. Right. So I didn't want to tell you all. But people don't know. But both Rachel and Ariel did not know what the second movie was until after right. they'd seen Fresh because I didn't right. want to reveal. Yeah, it's very sneaky. I felt like the second movie would reveal what the first True. one was yeah, actually about. Right. So mm -hmm. 
But I felt like this would be a really interesting conversation because this is a movie also directed by a woman about 30 years ago. Very similar content. And I wanted to compare the two and see how this had changed. So I thought it was an opportunity to like get into something that's been in my shame hole, which is what we call like things we haven't watched. And um, it maybe should have stayed there. But (laughs) if I have to talk about it, if I have to talk about it with anyone, I want to talk about it with you two and in this context, because I think we have this newer, fresher take to compare Uh to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about. I think it was a good combination. And I had avoided boxing Helena for identical reasons to you. So... I yeah. probably never would have watched it unless yeah. it was picked for a podcast. Yep. So this is a rewatch for me. I jumped right in as soon as I was able to get it in my eyeballs as a teenager. <laughs> because it had both Sherilyn Finn, who I was obsessed with. Audrey Horn is like the tippy top of my style icons. Mm-hmm. Like I was in second grade when that shit came out and it was like got me young. And I was like a, a vintage gal ever since. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I also was obsessed with Warlock, that movie Warlock. Of course. Julian Sands. Right? Uh Which is the Julian Sands joint. So when I was like, these chocolate and peanut butter, when you put them together, magic must be had. (laughs) And if you love the music of Art Garfunkel for some fucking reason. What the fuck is he doing in this movie? (laughs) Was this after they broke up? Was he trying to like one up Paul Simon and just feel miserably? What happened? It's one of many, I don't know what's going on in this movie kind of moments, but. Well, I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about that more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves because we were technically going to talk about Fresh first, oh, okay. unless you'd yeah, rather talk that. about Boxing Helena no, first. No, let's talk about no, 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 let's talk about Fresh first. Okay, all right, all right. Well, let's. We will save. Let's keep the powder dry on old Boxing <laughs> Helena. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and get into Fresh. Now, this is directed by Mimi Cave. It is on Hulu, as you said. Came out this year, I think. Maybe yeah, I that's right for the top 10. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Tell us about this movie, Matilda. Yeah. So this movie, Fresh, like you said, came out in 2022, directed by Mimi Cave. This is her first feature length film. Amazing. And it is starring Daisy Edgar Jones as Noah, Sebastian Stan as Steve, Jojo Gibbs as Molly, and Andrea Bang as Penny. And I can tell you a little bit about this movie and the making of it. So Mimi Cave is a first-time director and her movie Fresh premiered at Sundance this year and then went to Hulu. She says that she was first given the script and was both intrigued and afraid, especially of doing it wrong, because she Mm -hmm. said your first film is always your first film, which we will get into with Jennifer Lynch later. (laughs) But But she said if something scares you like that, you should probably do it. Right. So she ended up doing it. In an interview where she talked about this movie, which we'll get into, this movie does not have a ton of explicit gore. She said. It feels like it does, though. It does, (laughs) which I'll talk about. The food is the goriest part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. She says, I wasn't interested in showing women getting cut up on screen. There's enough violence against women in the world that I didn't want to continue to show those images. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to make a horror movie that didn't rely on that so much as it relied on the food. And actually, she was a little disappointed. She said that this wasn't released in the theaters because the soundscape. Yes, the Foley work in this movie is amazing. (laughs) Yes. And the like the sound design 
was supposed to be that they like amped the Rachel, poor Rachel. They amped the chewing noise uh-huh. up so much that it was supposed to surround you in the theater. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised this wasn't in the theater though. I feel like it should have been. I mean, pandemic. I yeah. know, but so many other things have been released this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think because I ran across it on Hulu, it also lowered my expectations going in. Yeah. Yeah. And made it feel so like, oh my gosh, I've just wandered across this amazing thing. This amazing well, that's movie. always a cool experience. Yeah. 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 So I'll get into the synopsis a little bit here. So Noah, who is an artist who lives alone, is reluctantly slogging through the grim realities of internet dating. When she meets Steve, a handsome surgeon who makes her laugh at the grocery store, things start off well. But when he whisks her away for the weekend, things quickly take a turn as Steve reveals his true appetites. But Mm. as careful as Steve has been in his setup, he may have underestimated the spidey sense in close female friendships. Yes. Yeah, that is Uh true. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm so curious to know what you two thought of this. I had worried that I had been so enthused about it that I may have overhyped it, but I'm worried. <laughs> so I'm a little worried about that, but I'm so curious what you thought. I don't think you overhyped it. Yeah, I really loved this movie. I, You know, you were talking about how you were like, okay, you guys really need to watch this. I like this. The problem, the reason I didn't watch it is I saw it had a thumbs up and I was like, okay, this is good. So I totally pulled an aerial and was hoarding it. (laughs) When I watched a bunch of crap and I'm like, I need something good. I'm going to watch fresh. So, I mean, it's good that you kind of did the forcing because it sped up the process, but I had been holding on to it as like a little treat later, which I realize (laughs) is a very ironic thing considering the content of this movie. But uh, yeah, I loved this movie. I think rom-coms are fucking nightmare fuels. So that this starts as one and then leans hard into the horror feels yeah. very correct to me. That first date with the nice guy was incredible. It was, it was so a, good. It was funny <laughs> and true and accurate and horrifying. So accurate, and it's yeah. so funny because my partner had just learned of the concept of nice guy and didn't totally understand what it was. Like oh. literally 24 hours before this. Really? We, and I was like, this, this is it. This is what I was talking about. This is the, this is it. You see the heel turn when he tells her he's, she's not his mm-hmm. type and she's a fucking bit stuck up bit. That's it. Yep. That's the one. The the stuff about, you know, gender roles and performing gender in a way that is groomed and lovely. This is it. Ugh. This is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I just want to give you a heads up. It's cash only. Yeah. What a piece of shit he was, but also <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And I like that. I mean, essentially, Steve is kind of a different version of that nice guy, right? After he's got her chained into a room, he's still like asking for smiles and still wants her to, gen- you know, like him and mm-hmm. banter with yeah. him while he's torturing, torturing and, you know, entitling himself to her body quite literally. Like it's, it's yeah. kind of a perfect heightened satire of the date that we saw at the beginning that was more based in reality right yeah yeah about the way and the kind of commodification of women's bodies in those kind of dating app things yeah yes like in this they're quite literally consuming women and seeing them as objects of their pleasure and desire it is it is the heightened horror version of a reality and literally turned into a commodity that he sells Yes. 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 I guess we yes. should say, right, that this is a cannibal movie. Like this yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was all I really knew about this going in. I, I had purposely stayed away from reviews of this one. All I knew was that there was some cannibal stuff in it. So when it started as a rom-com, I was like, huh, 
this is interesting and it just kept going on you know because i think mm -hmm. it's the first 30 minutes it's literally just a romantic comedy and i know rachel yes. hates them i actually have a true fondness for 80s and 90s rom-coms so gross i didn't <laughs> 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 so i didn't mind it as much but uh, you know they're my near tech mm -hmm. my near future tech dystopia <laughs> 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 but i love how it switches on a dime and you get that drop of the title card right at the 30 yes yes which is yes. genres entirely it's so clever i love it so much mm -hmm. this movie is great and i know that there are maybe some parts of this that are hard to watch for people the food stuff the cannibalism mm -hmm. stuff but mm -hmm. i found this movie to be delightful yeah right well, i mean except yeah. for when it's not and when it's not it's freaking hard to watch the surgery scenes, those parts are, for me, I was like, oh, this is so fucked up and grim. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, there are definitely dark parts of this movie, but mm -hmm. overall, I think it's for the most part really fun and delightful. And even him, like, Sebastian Stan manages to be charming throughout, even when you know, like, you shouldn't like him at all. I mean, the scene where he's dancing around his kitchen while he's cutting up the leg, leg. the so leg. So interesting. <laughs> or he's eating like woman prosciutto. You know? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> After a jog, a lot of man jogging in these movies. Yeah. Right. The sinister yeah. use of jogging by privileged <laughs> I mean, white men. It's <laughs> do not trust a jogger. Yeah. Right. Like, no. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I side at them when they go by. I'm like, hmm, you're you say rom coms lady are sinister. Show. Running is sinister to me. Is <laughs> 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 it weird that I was also thinking that the three of us probably would have made better meals than the woman he picked? It's <laughs> funny, Casey. I got some prime cuts. That's all I, I'm saying. That's all I'm like, saying. I, I hurt my knee five months ago, so I haven't been able to work out. And I think I'd be well marbled at this point, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've I... always said you were the Kobe of, of the three of us. <laughs> Just the quantity you would get with me would be pretty That's good. what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I know. K Caitlin was, had reviewed this on Plug It Up, and oh, they had uh -huh. also had the thought of like, well, why do you want to... <laughs> like <laughs> there are women who have a lot more on them yeah interestingly early you were talking about that scene where sebastian stan is dancing in the kitchen part of his audition tape that he sent mm -hmm. was him dancing solo with a knife really because oh, he knew great. that was going to be important and he wanted to show that he could pull it off yeah i, I mean he pulls sebastian it off wonderfully stan. he's really good in this mm -hmm. movie it's so funny because the last thing I saw him in was Pam and Tommy, and he is actually, I was not convinced he was going to be able to do it, but he is actually yeah. an excellent Tommy Lee, and so for him to now play this was... Yeah, I think he's a much better actor than I had assumed. Yes. You know? Yeah, he's he's great in it. Everybody is really good in this movie. I mm -hmm. love her friend Molly. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. great. And I, I do think it gives this movie, I don't know if this is like... A totally apt comparison but get out vibes a little bit with mm -hmm. that with the friend who is you know trying to track you down and adds a little bit of levity to some of the scenes too mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and i mean i guess also being like held captive by rich white men that's <laughs> part of it too mm -hmm. but yeah i really love that and i feel like we all need a molly in our lives i feel like rachel is a little bit of that friend 
oh, I would track a motherfucker that's, down if he took you. Yeah. You would do the reverse <laughs> image search. You would do all yes, of that. Yes, I would. Yeah. All that catfish watching is about to come in handy. <laughs> Rachel, do you remember when a close friend of mine was having a problem where a friend of her, a female friend of her ex-boyfriend kept contacting her through Facebook? And talking about how wonderful he was and why she shouldn't have left him. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you about this. And you like looked at some of the stuff that he that this woman had said. And she was like, that's not another woman. That's him. He's catfishing <laughs> her right now. And, and he was. Oh. And we found out later that he was. And you were talking oh. about it. <laughs> And it hadn't even occurred to me. <laughs> I'm. Uh, this is when the truth lasso that I have is very handy. I have done some investigations over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Brian's not around here to tell the story anymore, but I was at a house party mm-hmm. and I did, I sat in one place and did a full investigation and discovered her her boyfriend was cheating on her, who it was with, when it happened, <laughs> everything. <Amazing. laughs> I believe I'm not that. good about recognizing things in my own life, but... I believe that because also friend. there was another incident with an upcoming wedding where like a couple of us were worried about a girlfriend and Rachel spent five minutes with the groom and she's like I got it she came back and she's like I got it I got got what it is he's a drug mule slash uh uh, sex brothel oh attender yeah. oh <laughs> but weirdly i really liked him <laughs> i liked him he was great don't marry him obviously right. i was gonna say you but like, like him but maybe not for the job he's being interviewed for no <laughs> no 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 no. but he could be my friend <laughs> we vibed <laughs> i know that's how you got it we've been yeah. for months being like something is off yeah, you know. had one cigarette with him and it was over so yeah my point is people in the audience don't be trying to steal my friends i will find you i will track you down and i will find you yeah (laughs) so that was one of my favorite things about this movie is that the savior in this movie is not just a lone woman's strength and resilience yep so many times especially with final girls we get like this girl is different than other women and that's why Mm -hmm. she's strong and she's not like other girls she could not have made it through this without the female solidarity and that's the thing he never sees coming both with molly and with the other women in the house yeah i mean penny helps too when the three of them are in the kitchen and they're attacking him and he's attacking them it's like every time he gets the upper hand another woman comes in to save the day right they each help each other in that way and yeah. without all three of them there, it wouldn't have been able to happen that way. It's yeah, I love great. the girls get it done style beat yes. down in the kitchen. Yes. Yes. I think I even said it. I think I like looked right at her. I was like, girls get it done. <laughs> and one of my favorite lines in the whole thing is when Molly kills Anne, the wife, and says, bitches yes. like you are part of the problem. Like, yeah, because Anne exactly. has yes. no solidarity. Yes. She's no. super pissed yes. at Anne. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, she's both complicit and a victim to the same exact system. Yep. And is like this perfect avatar for internalized misogyny and allying with the oppressor. Yeah. Like, in the false hope of getting just a teeny little crumb of that power, or at the very least, protection from the system. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking traitor, and I loved it when she went out. Oh, it was great. <laughs> and you know, you know how bad she is too. When the second he dies, she's ready to turn I him. Put him into on ice. A- yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's ready to sell him too and continue his business. Like even his death doesn't stop her from trying to get closer to power. Yeah. No. I mean, that's what buying into the system will get you. Yep. Total, you know, moralistic fucking 
decline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did love how Noah weaponizes his own ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I and think that, that's pretty great. That thing that guys do where they want you to be like, oh, well, you're not like other girls, just like you were saying. And mm-hmm. she does that where she's like, oh, but I will try the human meat. And I don't even feel, you know, I sort of feel bad that I don't feel bad. I'm like you. I'm not like those other girls you've captured. Right. Before. She's she like she the totally cannibal cool that. girl. Yeah. Yeah. She totally. Yeah. Against him. It's great. <laughs> Manic pixie cannibal girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Complete with mom jeans. The most sinister thing in this movie is the mom. Oh, is the mom gosh. jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Okay, Where does the. I have a question. Yes. Okay. Actually, I have two questions. One, Matilda, is this advanced meat? <laughs> In this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell her me, what you said about the advanced meat being <laughs> how this movie, why it worked for you. Yeah. So, you know, usually like in servant, I can be a little squeamish about the advanced okay. meat. Mm-hmm. This movie, kind of like the bay, was just validating to me that meat is gross. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see, this is how I see a lot of meat. So uh-huh. Gotcha. Gross. For me, the hard part was the boob one because you could still really tell what it was. Yeah. That slice, yeah. You know, where it wasn't cut yeah. up or ground into a meatball. Right. That, that was the only one that sort of made my stomach turn a little bit. It wasn't the leg with the like cartoon femur sticking out? Nah. Mm-hmm. No. I'm fine. That... I mean, I can eat during these kind of movies. It's not, that stuff doesn't bother me, but the, the boob hey, one. Hey, weird flex, bro. <laughs> no, I just mean like. <laughs> I just mean, I think the barometer is maybe a little bit off, but for some reason that one like really got to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's my other, here's my other question. The wife, Anne. Yes. Is yeah. that a wig? Babe. Yeah. <laughs> is it a wig? Because I think it's a wig. So I just want to. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, it's yes. not even an especially good one. I was like. I guess they spent it all on the leg budget, which you know that's fine. I guess that's I know, the better. Rest of the movie looks so good. I was, I was like, that's I was weird waiting for I there to tell. be a reveal. Yeah, like, me too. Maybe there's something going on under there, but they it never happened. Yeah. Then I would have felt very validated in their poor wiggery. <laughs> there was another costuming choice that I missed both times I watched this, which is that before the title sequence, Sebastian stands wearing like a t-shirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. And after the title sequence, when he comes back, he's apparently wearing a turtleneck, like a yeah. turtleneck sweater. Oh. And the director is like, oh, yeah, that was a choice because we were just like such a serial killer fucking thing to wear is a That's turtleneck true. sweater. <laughs> <laughs> that feels very Ted Bundy. He likes those yeah. turtlenecks, you know? She's like, especially yeah. a strong jawline and a turtleneck sweater is very yes. sinister. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I missed that entirely. <laughs> that was a smart choice. I like that. This movie also reinforced, I remember there was a, I don't remember how it all started, but like, what is a trope that happens in a movie that you always enjoy? Mm-hmm. And m- m- this reinforced that a creepy impromptu dance number will always delight me in a horror film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is what, I don't know why it just gives, it thrills me <laughs> when all of a sudden a creepy dance number, like a synchronized <laughs> creepy dance number occurs and Ex Machina has a really great one. Yeah, and then this true. one has like three a really this great one. one. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is that but initial that one. one. Yeah. 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 That one in the pink dress. That's mm-hmm. the one. Yeah. I was, it's like ASMR for my eyeballs. I'm yeah. like, ooh, they're <laughs> synchronized in a horror movie. Yeah. Dancing. Thrill yeah. me again. <laughs> the soul, like, it really tells the story, right? That there's yeah. his goofy dance with her at the beginning as like uh-huh. a trust builder. And like playing with her, there's his own dance thing that gets a little American psycho y. 
mm-hmm. right? Yes. When he's like yes. dancing alone Very. with the meat. And then there's that yeah. one in the pink dress. He's a much more effective American psycho. Yeah. That guy, it's it, it, you barely have to scrape the surface. But you're like, oh, no, creep, danger, right. danger, danger. Yeah. Whereas this guy is way better at his job. Yeah, because he lulls you into this false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And so you can understand why she went along with him, you know, much more. Yeah. And he's also like really jamming to the soft rock hits as he's <laughs> operating. I found that very sinister. Yeah. The soundtrack in this is amazing. It really, it's really good. <laughs> it's so good. And I need the Golden Girls theme song to be my ringtone. I'm just going to say right now, ladies, all of you are going to be Golden Girls I ringtone. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part where she calls and his phone oh, rings so and it's good. the Golden Girl. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you realize that the wife is in on it too. Oh, the bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mimi Cave's direction in this, I'm always so impressed when we find out it's like a first feature because it's just so assured There's and so much stylish mm-hmm. and yep. without being overly slick, you can feel that there's a voice and a assured hand mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Yeah. She is such an exciting new voice in the horror genre. I am yeah. delighted. Yeah. I cannot too. wait and to see what she does next. You know, this movie easily could have gone in the torture porn hostel mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. range. Like Matilda was talking about, you don't really see much of the cutting up of bodies, you know? You get that surgery scene, but it cuts away pretty quickly. And you're just seeing these sort of, you know, pieces of bodies and shrink-wrapped, you know, meat and these very beautifully done cooking scenes, you know? It's a totally different way to unnerve and kind of gross you out without uh-huh. it feeling that sort of icky way that some of those torture porn exploitative movies can make you feel. I really enjoyed that. And you do get some cathartic gore at the end when the women finally get the upper hand. Yeah. I mean, that smashing with the shovel scene is pretty great. Mm -hmm. And I love that somebody actually shoots the dude in the head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're telling him to smile. dead for real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And what did you think of the final comedy beat that she's like, he's married? Oh, I thought you meant that you up text. <laughs> oh, that too. Oh, God. <laughs> the same guy from the beginning too, who was yes. such an asshole. Like, like it's an interesting fuck? parallel to the end of Promising Young Woman, and it also ends with a text joke, oh, like uh-huh. a oh. winky face text joke. Whereas the, this one for me landed, where the other one just made me want to like punch everything in sight. <laughs> Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> you were ready to like burn down a house after yeah. it was fucking hot after I saw that movie whereas this one I was hot in a better way like just like the yeah I'm on fire this was great it's oh, just such so a glad. cool movie I, I love it yeah. I knew you would love the end and yeah. I was like oh this is such a good Rachel movie and then I rewatched it and I was like this is just all eating noise I am the such eating an noise asshole. was tough for me but it yeah. tells you how good the movie was that I, I, have, I have not brought it up <laughs> That you know what I mean? Like because, we've yeah, talked about it, but I didn't. I didn't like, lead the conversation yeah. with like like a <laughs> misophonia rant. That's how good this movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say the parts that were hard for me were the the surgery scenes, just because it it feels so like it was. I was like, oh god, please don't let this go. In right. a pro- I was feeling promising young woman mm-hmm. PTSD. Oh yeah. That. Mm-hmm. When you just see a, just a split second of her ass getting dropped on the scale or whatever, yeah. Yeah. it made me think. You know what I thought of is there was. I know I'm the only one that watched this on, but there was a show called Mob Wives. And at one point, one of the women gets the cut out the middle of your body and pull you up like a pair of pants surgery. Yeah. Oh. 
and uh, it does not go well. <gasps> like tears open and all. Yeah, that's but terrible. They show that surgery is a hard heal. Yeah. Well, Ooh. it was, and it was so graphic the way they showed it. They just showed them drop a tube of torso meat on a scale where you could see the skin and like a layer of fat and some blood like and on the screen up your skin and so they just you pull you up like a pair of pants yep yeah but like when they dropped that ass on the scale i was like oh god oh god mob wife's torso <laughs> <laughs> that's horrific i didn't know that was a surgery that's oh yeah yeah it's, oh, like it's a very much a surgery, surgery. Mm-hmm. yeah i knew that was a thing but i thought i didn't know that it was like a pants lifting thing. I thought it was like mm-hmm. each limb individual and then your torso. I didn't. So for some reason, that's more horrifying. Yeah. It's all pretty gross. It's pretty grotesque. I mean, it does not go well for this lady. Bless yeah. her heart. But yeah, I liked it. I love recommend. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a blast. So mm-hmm. yeah, everybody oh, should good. watch it. Are there, are there any cons? Were there any drawbacks or any moments that you were like, oh, I don't um, know about this? I had one. Honestly, I was pretty on board through the whole thing. I mean, like, I've read some criticisms that after the fact, I'm like, fair. I I didn't experience them in the midst of the film, mm-hmm. which is around having sort of like the side character be the black queer woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a valid criticism. I think that Molly is so well written and has so much agency and gets to be a part of the climax instead of being sidelined in a way that mitigate some of that for yeah. me but i still yeah. feel like she if people feel that way in the movie yeah she has a lot of smarts she is a hero in her own right she gets an arc in her own right yeah but i do i do acknowledge that some people like why some people would feel differently mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense yeah that was my one thing is i had a moment that i was like uh-oh <laughs> when i thought they were gonna kill her i was gonna be pissed yeah, yeah that would not have been yeah no. if, if it had gone differently i would have a very different opinion sure. of it mm-hmm yeah, but I, I do think it's redeemed a lot by what she gets to do in the final act of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and that she goes all the way for her friend. Yes. I mean, that's really powerful. Like, even calling from inside the house while she's still with him. I mean, that took so much guts. And the guy that she gets to help her, he nopes out of the whole thing. He sure right? does. Mm-hmm. And These I are self-rescuing why. princesses. Yeah. Like, yeah. you hear gunshots and you're not going to want to go running in, but Molly does. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Right. She's a badass. I, I think you could argue that she's actually a co-lead in this film. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, if you think a about, like, a, it, she gets the, like, uh, you know, like, in Psycho, she gets the the sister mm-hmm. role. Yeah. And when yeah. Noah sees her phone, the decision oh. to fight. Yes. yes. You like, can see it written across her face. Yes. So great. You can be, you can just see her be like, fuck no. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which I thought was important that it wasn't just about Noah's safety. Right, right. Right. Absolutely. And that she puts herself in harm's way to not just save her friend Molly, but also to save Penny. Who yeah. She barely knows. Yep. The know? movie also doesn't treat it like it's a stupid decision. No. Exactly. Yeah. You're not like, bitch, get out of the house. Be a survivor. It's actually the right call. And it's what allows her to escape. Right. right. It really Molly would decision. not have been able to get away by herself. I loved yeah. this because it kind of interrupts that like, um, I do think there's something about slashers and final girls where there is this kind of rugged individualism involved in that lone survivor thing whereas this would not have played the same way if it was just her like she needed everybody yeah it was like everybody working together yeah yep Mm -hmm. i love those cubby holes behind the painting Mm -hmm. too i thought that was very cool and very creepy 
the way he shows it to her with like this pride and like a little boy yes, like like exactly. it he like it back and lets her look at it while yeah. he sits there everybody's hairbrush yeah. lined up in there oh so Ugh. creepy i also love the scene of him packing up the meat to ship out mm-hmm. you know where he's carefully curating these boxes of meat like it's a fucking loot crate or something yeah <laughs> yeah it is because exactly. it has like a little envelope with the woman's name on the top of it like meet your meat kind of like right exactly yeah. he's created this you know high-end cottage industry where he gets to make money by exploiting people like any good little capitalist do we think you know? the final scene where there's like the creepy old white du- naked white dudes mm-hmm. eating they were eating him Oh, oh! I don't know because the Native American gentleman survived. That's true. So right. he could have kept the business going potentially. Right. Is that scene right after his death? It's I in the. It's before. in the middle of the credits. Oh, it's yeah. in the middle of the credits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the scene yeah. that I was like, "Where is that scene?" Because it stuck with me so. Like that shot is so cool. Yeah. And really, Where they're like at right. pentagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I we're gonna have to get our our good friends from Black Mass Appeal on the uh, on the record what they thought about this movie. <laughs> I know because also when he's outside doing a little bit of butchering, there's you see him through this frame, and there's a goat head on the bottom of the frame. Yeah, like and the of, logo. His logo is his a logo. goat head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I'm going to send a message to Daniel and ask if they have watched oh, it gosh, yet and if they have a take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's this minor stylized beat in some ways, but it's also pretty central, so I'd be curious what they said. There is kind of a, do you enjoy the taste of butter? What's I like to live deliciously? Yeah. <laughs> aspect <laughs> of this movie? Yeah. All right. It's followed right, by considerably more retching. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's the question. Would you eat the human meat? So are you asking would I eat it like the rich people eat it or would I eat it the way Noah does in order to escape? Is there a scenario in which you would indulge in the human meat and at what level of threat and or lack of threat would you indulge in the human meat? <sighs> I think meat? I would have I would have eaten it to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about otherwise though. Okay. All right. So we're all lying. Okay. Let's move forward. <laughs> I think I'd be curious, though. <laughs> there we go. There's the honesty. <laughs> oh. I'm just thinking about how I have a hard time eating like game meat and stuff. And I don't know that I could graduate to human meat. But if you lied to me about what it was, you know. I mean, that doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, I can, I feel like I can confidently say I am not curious because, you know texturally i just have texture problems with meat sure i do yeah. eat meat yeah. but like i eat meat like a five-year-old and so like yeah if the chicken nuggets, nuggies yeah. only nuggies yes yeah you can't get you can't get nuggies. a chicken wing in me i can eat a nuggie and i can eat bologna i want a nuggie yeah i'm gonna bologna, need a huh? snack when we take a break <laughs> okay. which is very upsetting that i'm getting hungrier the more we talk about this <laughs> See? all right final thoughts on fresh and recommend matilda obviously yes recommend yeah yep me too recommend it's great yeah easy recommend would be shocked if this doesn't end up somewhere in my top 10 oh 100 (laughs) percent. yeah it was interesting immediately after watching it i was like that was so fun and then i went i went back into it i was like an hour and a half in and i was like this is less fun for longer than i remember but ultimately (laughs) it's so so fun yeah yeah Yeah. because that's how i feel right now like that was so fun (laughs) Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, let's. Do you guys want to take a quick break before we yeah, get into boxing? Deal with cats that are screaming in the background. All right. Let's take a five minute break. You go get a nugget. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go find some flesh. And uh, <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Bye. All right. We are back from our second break. I have eaten. I can. I'm happy to report it was not meat. <laughs> but only we because all for a while. No, I just couldn't get my hands on any in a quick break period of time. I didn't have any like beef jerky or anything. So instead, I enjoyed some popcorners, the most delicious of snacks. Yes. All right. So we are back. I have had my snack. I'm slightly less hangry, (laughs) which is probably (laughs) a good vibe going into this next review, which is Boxing Helena from 1993, directed by one Jennifer James Lynch. So, Matilda, tell us about this movie. Yeah. So this movie came out in 1993. So it's. 29 years before Fresh. And like you said, it was directed by Jennifer Chambers Lynch, starring Julian Sands, Sherilyn Fenn, Bill Paxton, and Howe, Kurtwood <laughs> Smith, and Art Garfinkel for a reason that no one, God knows why he's in this. It's a very odd mix of people because also Kurtwood Smith is a strange choice. Yes. Like, that's Clarence Boddicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's everything. And then there's, like, a cameo by a woman in this who, like, I don't know what she's doing here. Anyway, so there's a lot of background on this. And so you can okay. feel free to cut some of this. <laughs> but there's... Oh, no, no, no. I live for this. Go for it. There's a lot about this. This is a 1993 American mystery thriller and body horror film is kind of how it's thought about. The original concept for this was by producer Philippe Colland, but he wanted a woman to write it. So he approached Jennifer Lynch about it after seeing her at a poetry reading that she was doing. And she initially declined telling him, well, that sounds kind of terrible. But he was eventually able to convince her and she was inspired by some elements of her own childhood, including being born oh. with club feet and her grandmother owning a Venus de Milo replica. So I do want to um. read you a quote about this that I found from her that made me go, okay, because one, you know, of course, probably all of us going into this movie are like, there are two reasons, there are two things that make me very nervous. And one is the obvious misogyny, kind of like torture porn that the plot of this movie could be. And the second is like the level of ableism yes. and disability politics involved in this. So it it did help me to know that Jennifer Lynch has like a lived experience of disability. Mm-hmm. As part of what she's bringing to this, you know, we can talk about how this translates and lands, but this is interesting. She says, I used to sit down at the foot of my grandmother's replica of the Venus de Milo. Keep in mind that I had bars on my legs, orthopedic shoes and surgery when I was four and tacks in my legs the day after I was born due to terrible clubfoot. I'd watch people looking at that statue as if it were beautiful, even though it was broken. It gave me this weird, obsessive hope that even though I was completely ruined, I'm air quoting this, although she doesn't do this, someday somebody might love me. The older I got and the more involved I became in dysfunctional, obsessive relationships, the more that statue became a metaphor for how we rob people of things that might cause us to lose them. With Boxing Hmm. Helena, it was as if Prince Charming whittled Snow White down to something that could no longer hurt him. It was a fairy tale to me. Today, being my mother's, my daughter's mother, I realize the importance of staying young and vulnerable. 
I'd rather be hurt more often, stay vulnerable and see clearly than be bulletproof and not understand the quality of life. Hmm. And she talks about how then her her next movie, Surveillance, is in direct contrast to Boxing Helena. I really like Surveillance, by the way. I don't know that I've ever seen it. It's a fun little whodunit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that apparently huh. garnered a lot of positive reception, which this movie did not. But getting back to the, <laughs> you know... <laughs> initial uh history of this movie so lynch is the daughter of david lynch and she also wrote the secret diary of laura palmer yep oh, <laughs> i am looking at on the bookshelf right now <laughs> nice um, so there were lots of accusations of nepotism because of this in the very negative reception to this movie which we'll talk about and probably may have felt there was a lot of bile kind of coming her way so the original casting of this movie was that Madonna was originally to play Helena. Interesting. And she dropped out after Andrew Lloyd Webber threatened her role in Evita if she did it. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> smart. So Lynch hired Kim Basinger, who at the time was married to Alec Baldwin, and Basinger mm-hmm. backed out after many unsuccessful attempts to, quote, make Helena less of a bitch. Okay. So all Jennifer Lynch knows is that Kim Basinger drops out and the lawyers come and they had like they had a set rented they had the trailer set up they were in pre-production they were like ready to go there was a huge lawsuit there was a huge lawsuit i remember that being publicized so the lawyers came to her and said kim basinger's out we've got a good case don't talk to her anymore oh jennifer lynch is 23 oh shit that's a lot to handle at that age yes She really regrets how this played out, but she was prevented from talking to her about it. And so she's like, I'm 23 years old and I just had to go to court. There was this huge legal battle and I just had to go to court and say, this is what happened. This is all I know about what happened. Like, just tell the truth. Yeah. Oof. But she's like, she's very clear. Like, I have no ill will about Kim Basinger, who later settled out of court, but still for like several million dollars. Yeah, I think it bankrupted her for a while. It did. Yeah, she had to file bankruptcy. So by the time they hire Sherilyn Finn to play Helena, the original Julian backs out. It was supposed to be Ed Harris. Really? Yes. (laughs) Actually, I can kind of see that. But it was taking too long, and he said, I need to get on with my life. (laughs) Gotcha. I mean, that is such a different movie. Yeah. 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 Right? Can you see that in 93? Like, especially casting Madonna after desperately seeking Susan, where, like, that's not a character that's unlike this character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is just a more explicit version of that character to Mm -hmm. some degree. Mm -hmm. So this movie premieres at Sundance in 1993, and it is acclaimed and nominated for a jury prize. So Orion Pictures picks it up. And it is an absolute box office and critical bomb when it comes out in September of that year. People were pissed knowing the plot of this movie. I think the poster probably didn't help. Right. Mm -hmm. But knowing what it was about, I remember this working in a Violence Against Women agency at the time that Mm -hmm. we were just like, oh, hell no. Are you kidding me? Why do we need to put this out into the world? People were picketing theaters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. <laughs> by what happens in this movie. And you're right, the publicity art that went with it. I am not surprised that people felt that strongly about it. Yeah. So it, although it was a box office bomb, like it grossed under $2 million at the box office. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So it, was, it goes in the same year from being nominated for 
the jury prize at Sundance to winning two Golden Raspberry Awards. Wow. For Jennifer Lynch, one reviewer called it the rottenest apple from the bottom of the cinematic barrel. Wow. Yeah. Wow. As I was thinking about this, you know, as as usual, I kind of have this urge to recommend something that we watch something and then I'm like, I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> sorry for making you do this with me but there is a phenomenon I feel like of like I have been mad at this movie for 30 years without knowing it without yeah. having seen it mm-hmm. so you're going to come on this journey with me and I'm sorry everybody yeah <laughs> let's do it but I do feel like I have a little bit more of a sense of what's happening here right like I do feel mm-hmm. like it's due diligence to know what this is Yeah, and I think because it is a movie that is referred to so often Right. That's why I'm glad I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, mostly is because I have heard people talk about it so frequently and have never really like I knew the sort of basics, but not what it what actually was, you know? Yes. And when we saw when I saw Fresh, I was like, I just feel like these share some DNA. Some flesh. Yeah. They share <laughs> some flesh. But I, I have been nervous to watch this movie, honestly. And I am. Yeah nervous to talk about it because it is it's a rough one (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so that's the background let me go to the uh synopsis of this yeah all right nick cavanaugh is an atlanta surgeon with a raging oedipal complex yes he is fixated (laughs) on helena sherilyn finn a woman with whom he had a brief one night stand When he has the opportunity to lure Helena to his home, his efforts to possess her become extreme. Yeah. (laughs) That feels like an understatement. (laughs) It's like one of those, like, explain a movie plot badly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is the ultimate understatement of this. So, you know, and I think the thing that is famous about this movie is that this is a surgeon that he removes her limbs. He sure does. Yes. So this was a first watch for both of you both of not us. for me yep. okay so i'm very very curious to hear what you thought of this yeah so this was the first watch for me mm-hmm. i watched this last night and finished it around 3 a.m oh. party <laughs> it's an interesting way to go to bed i had to watch a sitcom afterwards before i could fall yeah. asleep <laughs> So, yeah, I had avoided this movie for much the same reasons that we've already talked about. And, um, okay, there are some things that make me kind of understand why some people like this in a cult classic sort of a way. It's weird. It's a very, very strange movie. And so I sort of get some of that. But it's not a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that it fails to maybe do what I think the filmmaker was trying to accomplish with it too. Like she's trying to have this message about how men idealize women and put them on a pedestal, but instead of treating them well, or even like goddesses or something, they want to control them and, you know, quote unquote, put them in a box or whatever. And I, I just don't think it's successful in doing that. And instead it feels creepy and kind of exploitative and I don't like what it has to say about disability especially Mm -hmm. and I like 90s erotic thrillers and this definitely kind of falls into this that camp but it goes in such weird directions that I just couldn't totally get on board with and so ultimately I didn't end up liking it and 
it, there are parts in this movie that are even boring, you know? I don't know. I just didn't think it was very good. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. Rachel, do you really like this movie? I feel bad. If well, Tilly, Tilly, what did you think of it since you finally did indulge? I did indulge. It was different than I expected in a couple of important mm -hmm. ways. One, I feel like Helena is more of an agent throughout the movie than I expected yeah. her to be. She's like very emasculating. Right. And yeah. the power stuff in this in this movie is interesting and I think could have been explored in an interesting way. I think so, too. And I think it does show you I think it makes it clear that it was written by a woman mm -hmm. because she does remain powerful even after these terrible, creepy surgeries that he does on her. But only in so much as she can verbally castrate a man. Like, she doesn't have any other power agency in any other way. So it's like it almost goes there, but I feel like it still yeah. kind of fails. Yeah. It, it was interesting to be watching this movie in a week that we're going to talk about a V.C. Andrews novel. Because I feel like it definitely has some things in common with that. Uh-huh. Particularly the consistent brushing of that hair. And part of me, you know, Rachel, you can confirm this, but I'm like, I'm sorry, that pin curl set is just a whole process. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> accurate, accurate. That's not a brush mm -hmm. it twice and put it in a ribbon kind of situation. That's, you know. This movie ultimately feels too campy and pathetic to be important textural misogyny to me. Yeah. But there were some things in, like, Bill Paxton is Bill Paxtoning harder than I have ever seen him, Bill Paxton. His messy through shirt and leather pants that he wears through the entirety of the movie. His dialogue is terrible. Laughably bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the movie is not good. Someone read a summary of Freud and just started ordering like billowing <laughs> curtains to film nipples through like immediately. Um, well, it felt a little bit almost like a soap opera or like a 80s romance novel cover, you know, with like the wind blowing in their hair and those silk curtains floating around. Yes, and her enormous and candelabras lighting. and stuff. Yes. And like at those moments, I was kind of like, I'm a little on board because this movie is kind yes, of kidding. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's so over the top in like a VC Andrews way. It's so over the top that it's almost right. a joke. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like there's not enough wit or irony or even camp or absurdist stuff happening to make you buy in in that way. Like, it teases you with it, but it doesn't fully go there. Right, right. And I feel like, you know, it that's shown in the ultimate resolution of this plot, that it was all yeah. a dream, where I was like, really? Ugh. Ugh. There's no one to like in this movie, really? Oh, <laughs> it is. The other thing I'll say about this movie is that it almost had an NC-17 rating, and they had to really lobby <laughs> for an R rating, because the uh -huh. it is explicit. It sure is. <laughs> and do you know who that woman is, Ariel? Because I know this is another no. movie of... No, she looked really familiar. That's because she is didn't... the lingerie girl behind the counter in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> yes, you're right! Oh, holy shit, that is hilarious. And a Coppola. Oh my god. Um, I knew that... Oh, that's a Coppola? That's a Coppola. <laughs> 
I did not realize that. But oh my God, that's why she looks so familiar. It was driving me crazy. And then I forgot to look it up. I know. I kept thinking she was the model from the November rain video that Axl Rose was married <laughs> uh-huh. to. Oh my God. But, but she wasn't quite tall enough. So I was like, who? Uh-huh. but I, she's so familiar to me. Who is it? That's why. That is so funny. Yeah. And so some of those kind of scenes where they're playing with the like kind of sexy power thriller stuff, I feel yeah. like there would be a way to do that in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. or in a more successful way, but I don't know how successful this movie was ultimately for me. But this is where I disappoint everyone. <laughs> no, I know. See, I had a feeling that this movie would be your jam. I don't hate this movie, That's okay. guys. <laughs> That's okay. Because you know why? It's because this movie is so unambiguous about how fucking pathetic Nick is. Mm. That's true. It is unflinching in its depiction oh, of how yeah. so, oh, much of a massive loser he is. And watching her emasculate him even when she's in the box is just it's just a good time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I Flynn, Flynn is the best part of this. Oh movie. yeah, I mean, I watching mean, her is of pretty course. Great. Yeah. I mean, of you can just look well, at her eyebrows. I think all day. like it's true. a little bit of a tie for me with her in the Paxton of it all. <laughs> I enjoyed him so much in this. He brought the camp thunder in a way that was just thrilling to me. All of the cheese, the the curtains, and yeah. the candelabras. It was all. It, when you know that this is all taking place in his fantasy world, where even in his fantasy world, he fails to get the girl. <laughs> it's right. amazing. Right. He can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even that sex scene on the floor with Anne, like that's when you realize that's his dream. In his <laughs> ultimate fantasy, where he finally gets the girl he wants, he's still having premature ejaculation. <laughs> Like it, yeah. it is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you that. So to me, I don't know. I kind of maybe it's the part of me that is a VC Andrews lover mm-hmm, yeah. that allowed me to kind of get into the right headspace to enjoy this. I was just kind of on board with how it's this very misogynistic premise, but it's actually just the brutal emasculation and indictment of the man and then to get to the end and to find out that this was a fantasy of his own creation (laughs) just confirms (laughs) that everything every terrible thing he thinks about himself is true how is that not a good time i mean it's just an edible (laughs) failure all the way through right he totally fails to conquer his mother yeah even in his own mind, this idea of persistence as a style of wooing is never romantic. It's always obsessive and creepy and pathetic and horrific. Like when he's in the tree watching her, mm-hmm. he looks powerless and weak and yeah. sad and creepy. This movie does not in any way frame that as aspirational. No, so like to me, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of on board with this. And like you said, she's such an agent in this. He takes her arms and her legs. She can't move. And yet she still is absolutely the dominant partner in this scenario. Mm-hmm. No, he can never take, he can never appreciate her for who she is. And he can never take from her who she is, no matter what he does. Even when she's in the house with him and he's taking her legs, he's still having to go watch videos of her and having to look at photos of her because he can't engage with her because she will not let him in yeah, while in her, his own home. 
there is something like absolutely criticism to be had of this movie but i think that there's actually to me a like a subtle kind of actual indictment of misogyny in this movie that i enjoyed quite a bit yeah i think you're i mean i definitely think you're right i just think that there are so many parts of this movie that are just so badly written and yeah, that's i mean that make it the dialogue is horrendous <laughs> make it tricky to enjoy i also just you know i think that the way that fresh handles amputation and these women are still powerful i mean even though the wife you know mm-hmm. is still we don't like what she does with her power but she has it yeah. right and as does penny penny's able to fight back and and here i get that you know, Sherilyn Fenn has power in that she can continue to emasculate him, but it just, it made me uncomfortable the way that they talked about it too. Like the way that Bill Paxton's character reacts to her, it felt more like a sideshow act than it did in Fresh. And that made me deeply uncomfortable. Where like the disability is such a fucking dum-dum. Yeah. But he's such a dum-dum. Like, of course this I mean like I think it's an but indictment Sherilyn of his Fenn, character. Yeah, no, it totally is. I mean, I guess it is, although that's never really dealt with, but Sherilyn Fenn, I mean, she talks about it too. She even says that I'm not worthwhile, I'm not worth something anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to feel she like a literally woman says again. That yeah. Herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what is know, but, but you know what? Before he could even close the deal in his fantasy, he like mentally pre-ejaculated. <laughs> and then it came to an end. He couldn't even close. Yeah, I just that doesn't change the way I feel about the way the disability stuff is handled. But I take your point. I mean, this movie is goofy and I can appreciate that part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the Bill Paxton is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But Ariel, I agree. There's that scene where he's imagining after her, he's amputated her arms that she comforts him and she like grows arms again and hugs him. Yes. Because she couldn't be emotionally comforting if she didn't have arms. Right. And the, the movie does that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Makes those kind of statements, essentially. Right. And, that's, and I just didn't, didn't like it. Yeah. And I feel like there are more interesting possibilities with a similar... Yeah. I'm not saying that I never want a movie to be made. Like this, I just want it done better. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if disability is part of the picture. Right. This just isn't the way, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, although, I gotta say, Bill Pax... Okay, Rachel, Bill Paxton wig? No, no, no that's, that's hair. Not a wig, right? That's hair. That's oh, hair. Oh, yes. That's his hair? Oh, that's hair. Yeah. I think <laughs> Sherilyn Finn's got some pieces in, oh, but yeah, he, when it's up that's his hair. Got... Can we also talk about the fountain scene? The fountain. I uh-huh. mean... Could it be more VC Andrews? Like, <laughs> is it terrible? Like yes, but it's the feature, not the bug. You know what I mean? I couldn't tell if she was supposed to be just so free spirited or if she was supposed to be like, I was also troubled by that behavior. Well, I think it's a performance to some degree because the next day she's like, wasn't last night enough to like make you leave me alone? I think right. she came oh. there with the agenda of being like, I'm going to act out and I'm going to take your friend home with you. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. yeah. She's like flaunting her body and her sexuality and then going home with somebody else. Right. To rub yeah. in his face. And she does yes. say a little boy named Nick invited me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is all part in her using a, a tactic that m- m- we probably would not use to like make him knock it the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like humiliate him. Humiliate yeah. him at his party in every way possible. 
I mean, is it a weird 90s thing? Yes. But I think it, it's rooted in like a place of her character. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just existing to be like a sexy scene. Or like a Although it is that as well. Vixen kind yeah. of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Through his sort of lens, that's what's happening. But you get some dialogue that explains like it is actually in keeping with her character and her method of being like, leave me alone is to find the most emasculating thing she can do. Mm-hmm. And it's publicly humiliating him in this way, making a spectacle of herself and publicly humiliating him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't hate this movie, guys. <laughs> that's okay. Right. I kind of, as I was watching it, I kept thinking, I bet Rachel likes this one. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say I, like, really like it, but yeah. I don't hate it. Okay. That's, I mean, <laughs> I get it. I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, as mm-hmm. you're saying things, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can get it. I just did not have that enjoyable of a time while I was watching it. And there were some things that just bothered me on a deep level that I just, I don't know how to get past that part of mm-hmm. it. I mean, I struggled a lot with his waistline tan line every time that white ass would come out. That was that was hard for me. I did have trouble there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. In your research, Matilda, did it talk at all about why he has cotton in his ears the whole movie? What's up with that? No. We see him doing eardrops. I don't know what that's about. He literally, but... every time he tilts his head, you see that there's cotton in his ears. Yeah. Is it because I'm wondering he's if there's some cuts? Her? Maybe. Huh. But Which I mean, you see him do eardrops, and I wonder if it's something to do with like a cut story with his mom or something. Yeah, that might make. Oh, sense. maybe because he also takes a pill after he tries to hold her hostage with her address book. Mm. Right. You see her leave, and he quickly opens a bottle of medication and throws down a couple pills, and we have no idea what that's about. Yeah, I don't know. It probably you're probably right. It got left on the cutting room floor, but I just every time I saw it, I was like, "What is going on?" Oh, interesting. The movie is weird. I mean, maybe it's just like a weird Lynch thing, like how Lynch would have certain things in the scene that were discordant, particularly to put you off your balance a little bit. The big teddy bear in blue velvet. Maybe it's just like a weird character thing that's meant to be like it's not it's not plot significant. It's more just here's this like weird, fragile OCD dude with cotton in his ears and like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe it we're trying to assign to be that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see here. People, I'm looking like, why does he have cotton in his ear? I mean, he is not listening to anything she's saying about. Yeah, that's true. That's no, true. no, 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 no. Dispersed throughout. Uh, <laughs> we must cope with Paxton's swaggering bravado. Oh, <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> I know. And odd touches from Lynch, such as Nick's constant change of shirts. Yeah. Why did he always have so many shirts so in his many office? Billowing shirts. He also wears cotton in one of his ears. The only continuity, only the continuity is so sloppy the cotton appears and disappears yes, in the same season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a mess of a movie. I just, <laughs> I just did not, like, I went in going, like, oh, God, here we go. And then yeah. I was like, eh, I'm not having the worst time ever after all. Yeah. No, I, I can see it. I can see it. Like, I, mean, I, I disagree, awesome. but I get it. Yeah, once we got to Bill Paxton, I was like, at least there's he this. He wasn't in it enough, though. Yeah. For that to... But that beginning scene where he's like, I'm tired yeah. of this scene. <laughs> I'm going to the club to get laid. Yeah. Laid. <laughs> I do love, though, that she's like, okay, well, I'm done, so we're done with this now. <laughs> right. Get out of my house. <laughs> I mean, Helena's kind of a queen. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we have watched and discussed both of these movies, Matilda, how are you feeling about this through line? 
Do you have any larger kind of overall thoughts? Because I know you talked about one of them being from like a modern perspective versus like a, a little a little dated perspective. Yeah, I mean, this felt this movie feels very of its time to me and kind of a not at the top of the pile of its time, but it does yeah. feel very early 90s. Oh, yeah. I mean, it falls right in with all of those erotic thrillers from that time. It's just got this added layer of weird, probably because it was made by Jennifer Lynch, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I really see a through line. I mean, it, they're both movies with surgeons, which I thought was fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's funny that 90s surgeon is this emasculated boy. Mm -hmm. And that's not true mm -hmm. of the... Steve Brandon character and Fresh, but I really, really like where this went with Fresh. I don't know. What do you two mm -hmm. think? What do you think about the through lines between these two? I feel like the way that we view a particular kind of dude has changed. There is similarities between both of these two characters. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, where I think now we no longer feel like we need to say like, well, you know, emasculated by the mother and this is how we got to this place mm. we can just be like no you're just kind of a dick because you're a dick in the system like privileges yeah. you yeah, in yeah. a particular way any backstory for him. yeah and i i think that is where this movie is the most dated and like mm -hmm. it's over reliance on freud yeah um, oh yeah and like movie. i've been harmed by a woman so now i'm gonna do this yeah. Yeah. yes and i also think the way that we you know see our you know, female heroes is very different. I, it's interesting because Noah is a woman who has like men and women in her life. And you got the you never, ever see Helena with a woman. That's true. Mm -mm. She as a person does not pass the Bechdel test. No, and I mean, it feels like she kind of gets all of her power from the way that men respond to her. Yeah. And know? she yeah. doesn't even have a last name. Right. She's the only character without a last name. Everybody else is Dr. This and person this and she doesn't have a last name she is solely a projection quite literally we find out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right well i guess the takeaway is boys suck yeah that is the takeaway also <laughs> both of these movies have the surgeons wash their hands the wrong way i know that's a nitpick but they both do the same thing so you don't let the water run off your fingers that's a good call <laughs> you don't no, you let it go down your elbow so that there's any like bacteria or germs. Oh, that's true. To your elbow, not to that your makes fingertips. Sense. Oh, and they you're both right. do it. Yeah, it's scandalo. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest scandal of both of these movies. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I would be pretty bummed if my surgeon was washing his hands wrong. I stand by my statement. <laughs> I think don't trust a jogging surgeon is the takeaway. <laughs> All right. Overall, recommend. Would you recommend boxing Helena Matilda? Uh, no. Ariel. Nah. I'm going to go. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> Give it a go. See where you land. There'll be things you like and things you don't. I feel like that. You've watched more shit. This is so much part of what I love about you, Rachel, is that you see the best in everything. That's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm just thinking about we watched Firestarter this week and that movie it's inoffensive and dull so fucking boring I would rather so watch boring. 10 boxing Helenas than mm. two Firestarters I mean you know what does, I mean you're right it does have that going for it the weirdness the sort of bizarre things the Sherilyn Fenn of it all 
Yeah, I, I and, and Bill Paxton to a lesser extent. I can I can see where you're coming from. It's this definitely is a decent sit, boring. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you you're, you're gonna be all right. <laughs> All right, so that is it for our reviews. Hopefully you enjoyed them. Hopefully you watched the movies and had a good time or a decent time or a great time or, you know, whatever kind of time. Uh, We'd love to hear what you think or if you have questions or thoughts or suggestions for the future. Did we miss something? Whatever the case may be, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z.com. Or you can come chat with us over on the Zombie Girls Facebook page. Or if you're cool, you can come follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ZG Podcasts. Uh, we are a great follow. Ariel kick and Matilda, both of you kick ass and oh, have made you. our social media feed a ton of fun. If I wasn't a part of it, I would no, I would follow because y'all bring the ha-has. So <laughs> everybody should definitely be following ZG Podcasts. And if you love the show, like I said early on, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you get your pods. It's a little thing that actually adds up and really actually will help us. So if you uh, if you love us, support us in that way. And if you're looking for something spooky to watch, we all know that while I'm not very good at social media, I do keep the video on demand and streaming calendar going. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, a challenge, but it's <laughs> worth it because it's like I always know when something spooky is coming. And you can too. And if you want to rep us, you want to like show the world how much you love the ZGs, then you should check out our merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch. I actually need to buy a new shirt, a warm one out, and I need a new one. And finally, if you love us and you want to support us on Patreon, we have one of those. It's at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls. All of our episodes are extended. We have fun discussions. For instance, today we're going to be talking about a little book called Heaven or the first half of a little book called Heaven by one Victoria C. Andrews. And uh, I'm very excited to think of what, <laughs> what uh, first time reader Ariel yes. thought of it. Uh-huh. There was a lot of uh, exclamations in the Discord, which is another <laughs> thing you get if you are uh, a patron. You get to join our Discord, which is a ton of fun. All right. Awesome. So planned for the next episode. It's my turn. And I had an original idea, but now I'm kind of shifting. So I'm going to tell you what I had in mind and my two options. And okay. you guys tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so I know I want to do the last unicorn because it was a horror. It was a, a cartoon that scared the shit out of me as a child, yeah, and I want to revisit some drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be. It could be potentially something fun to unpack. It's also dark fantasy, which I know we like. And I was originally thinking as the second one, the other movie that scared me when I was a little kid, which was The Secret of Nim. Yes. Oh, I loved that one. I loved it. I would watch it over and over again, but the rats always. I read it over and But what I was thinking, Randy's staring at me very excitedly right now because <laughs> I think he knows what I'm about to say. I was thinking maybe instead of The Secret of Nim, mm-hmm. and we could go back to this if you guys don't like this, but what if we did Spine of Night? Last Unicorn and Spine of Night. Oh. Both, I mean, I both like creepy it, animated sure. things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Matilda, you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, and so I would think? be, it, it seems like it's one of those ones that you want to go back and watch again. I would sure. be really interested in what you all thought Dark of Spine Crystal. of Night. And it's new and interesting, which might make it a good yeah. pairing with something like the old new. Sure. Yeah. Let's do Last Unicorn and, and Spine mm-hmm. of Night. And it's okay. on Shutter. It's easy to get. Yeah. And okay. it is all right. well, violent. Ooh, okay. I, I need to watch it. And if I make it homework, it will get done. If I don't, I don't know if it will get done. You know what I mean? Yes. Just be on, just know you're on Wiener Watch. 
Well, see, this is my secret joy is that I've been pushed and pushed and pushed to watch this movie. Right. And <laughs> someone else in your house is going to be surprised by uh-huh. the amount of what's uh-huh. happening. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> I'm such a troll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. It so like I think the last unicorn is on Tubi, too. So you can watch it for free. Perfect. Oh, nice. Okay. That is going to be our select. So for those of you who want to play along at home. We are going to be covering The Last Unicorn and Spine of Night on the next episode. I'll keep Secret of Nim in my back pocket. There's lots of childhood trauma we can mine oh, somewhere yeah. down the road. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a watership down Wizards. double feature. And some, yeah. uh, <laughs> no. That would be hard. <laughs> oh, my God. On that note, I who wants to take us out? <laughs> yeah. Me too. Sick for my own episode. Uh, who would like to take, us, take out? us out? Get us out of here. Thanks, everybody, for joining us through what Ariel and I at least experienced as a, oh, I got to eat my horror vegetables and watch this movie. Um, and <laughs> This is you... the um, buffalo cauliflower of <laughs> movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening and to all my co-hosts for waking up early every month just to talk about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly. Our theme song for the show is 80s Halloween Horror by Megan McDuffie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode. If you're here, you're cool. All Super right. Super cool. Super Ooh. cool. Only cool people only. And because you're cool, we're going to keep it 100 right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to expose ourselves and our maybe love of this book. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> As we dig into the cast, the first of the Castile family series, Evan. This is my fault. <laughs> sure is. I selected this Thank book. You. And I'm just going to put this out here right now. Zero zero fucking regrets yeah. <laughs> every criticism you're gonna have for this book i'm gonna say feature not book <laughs> i'm just putting that out right now like if the uh, uh boxing helena was all bill paxton in a mesh shirt that's this book for me <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so that's the baseline you're gonna be dealing with <laughs> All right, so set the stage. This is definitely a book when I read when I was like 12. This is the book that I remember weeping over the unfairness of life while reading because I was so moved by Heaven's story. <laughs> Matilda, this is not a first read for you or yes, a first read for this you? This is not a, fr- well, it's a first read for me because when I was a kid, I, I think the word is devoured this book. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair, because it was certainly fair. not a first VC Andrews uh, for me, and yeah. so I was. I got my hand on this, and knowing there were more to come, I was just like, "Give it all to me now!" Like, right. um, <laughs> this was the original binge watch. Yeah, yes. So, like, twelve-year-olds Matilda in her um, with her flash dance perm, and. Um, <sighs> Her I want to see that <laughs> blonde uh, rubber cap highlights and sun in hair yes. was like very thrilled with what was going on in this book. Uh, but this is a first read. Yeah. Okay. When I was talking okay, in our regular fair. episode about how like often I pick something that's a little bit of an ordeal and then I feel bad about it. 
I, I, and, you know, feel bad about particularly subjecting Ariel to it. I, I agree with you that (laughs) this is actually a joy. I I do not have regrets about subjecting anyone to it. Yes. <laughs> All right, Ariel. This was a first read for you. I it also sure want to remind you that we were promised a story, and I don't know if now is the appropriate time or no for when you share the embarrassing story of something that went down around the reading of this. For those of you who are new patrons and new to this, last time we made her listen to or read a uh, Victor- uh, uh, V.C. Andrews novels. It was My Sweet Adrena, and yes. she got lost in her own neighborhood because she was so <laughs> entranced with the story. Of I was, Young and then another time I was listening to it while I was walking my dog, and I cut my arm up on a rose bush because I wasn't walking, watching where I was walking. So it was an oh experience. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Talk to us. Okay, are we past our? teaser part that goes oh no on. uh no we're not okay so let's start with is this a first listener <laughs> yeah so this is definitely a first read for me i had never read any vc andrews books prior to rachel forcing us all to read them and... gifting you know with the experience of having read them i believe is what you meant to say <laughs> So I I think after reading the first chapter, I came on Discord to say, like, surprise, surprise, there are daddy issues in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just like that every time you return, there are more exclamation points in your statements. <laughs> That's the sign of a great book. Yeah. I mean. It's making you feel things. <laughs> Outrage, disgust, confusion. <laughs> yeah. Like. I just wanted, I also wanted to know if she was going to fuck her brother because it kind of seemed like that was where the book was going yep. for a little while. I was like, no comment. Yeah. So far, that has not happened. And mm. now they are separated because mm. her father sold them all. <laughs> <laughs> what is this book? <laughs> um, a masterpiece? <laughs> I mean, okay. So basically, <laughs> we should have Matilda maybe tell the synopsis before we get into real okay. scenes but we're, we're right on the verge of where we cut off for the uh-huh. extended episode so this is me giving you the opportunity to tease it because if <laughs> anything is going to make people want to join the patreon yeah. it is whatever you are about because you are not like one to like hide things behind a paywall like i sometimes do but you're pretty <laughs> like open so if you're like no 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 this cannot be public then it's okay. gonna be good and juicy. all right here here is the teaser i got a kindle for christmas and i have not read very much stuff on it yet mm-hmm. what i have read on it were a couple of urban fantasy books okay go ask alice oh god and heaven oh and it has drastically changed the algorithm like what what's they think they know me. about you is now really skewed yes or has revealed it <laughs> so what you're saying is you're going to be reading quest for fire next is that oh <laughs> wait what's quest for fire oh, oh what's quest for fire <laughs> should i know what that is <laughs> Can you guys hang on one second? Yeah. Um, My cat is destroying the carpet. Just one second. Of course. (laughs) I love it. Like the most zombie girls thing in the world is having to pause for cat misbehavior. (laughs) It happens every single episode without fail, typically multiple times. 
I know it's I only because I'm in the back house that it's not happening to me. Although I feel like there was once in the pandemic that a squirrel hit the window during our recording. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my old favorite yes. Smaug squirrel used to throw himself at the window. Oh my God. I love Smaug. <laughs> oh, Ron Perlman is so cute. I'm obsessed with him. I know. Isn't he sweet? He's so tough. He just stands on the back porch with his little fist clenched. He stands up on two feet. Like a little meerkat and just stares us down with his crazy with tail his giant balls yeah <laughs> giant balls <laughs> like all squirrel all male squirrels have pretty big balls but his are really he's a little obscene yeah <laughs> he's a little obscene. where you're like oh it's so cute i'm gonna send a picture whoa like... <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna need consent before i send you the squirrel photo yeah. <laughs> i know okay, am i sorry, bumping guys. oh no worries is everything all right? Yeah, it's just Sabrina was asleep in my mom's room, but then she woke up and started scratching at the carpets, and I'm renting, so I can't have her destroying the carpets, oh, which she's uh -huh. really good at. And then we got a delivery, and I opened the front door to get the package, and Raja ran out, and I had to chase after Raja, so <laughs> it's just, oh, <laughs> you know, it's a day. <laughs> this is truly, truly the most zombie girls in <laughs> While you were gone, we talked squirrel balls. Like, this is, this is us in a nutshell. Nice. <laughs> Literally, in this case. Okay. So. <laughs> that needs to go in outtakes, Rachel. Oh, God. Oh, God. 